this message series? Well, I came up with it when I was sick. Because I think a lot of the sickness that I have endured over the last, really, probably five, six years, seven years, has been because of stress. I can't say for sure, but that's what they're telling me. They've done every test on me known to man. And this is wrong, and that's gone bad, and it used to be just fine. What happened? What can I do was a turning point. Well, any of you that know me know I was married 28 years. My family, just the way it was. Family and church, if you got that, you got everything. Amen? That's the way I looked at it. And there was struggle inside my family. Had been going on for a while. And I knew about it. But finally, it all came to a head. And I was left. Boy, that hurts. And there was nothing I could do to just get it all back. But boy, did I ever try. I'm like that. I'm a fixer. How many fixers in the room? I'm a fixer. I'm just going to fix it. Hell freezes over. I'll fix it. Well, I'd spent a lot of my life fixing but I think personally the greatest stress comes inside of our family. That's my opinion. Parents with their kids, kids with their parents, husbands with wives, wives with husbands, all that, that throw the fact that I was a pastor and the church we were building, it was just coming out of the ground. It's the making for a lot of stress. Amen. Say. And we didn't have some fat cat that just rolled up and gone bankroll the situation. It required work. It required focus. But you know what? The Lord, He helped me through all that. And you're not looking at a fellow today that's as stressed out as I used to be. Now, I do have some health issues and things, but thank God, I don't have a whole lot of stress. I got some, but the church is not a, a source of stress for me. You're not a source of stress for me. You're a blessing to me. Did y'all hear me or not? I mean, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, come on. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Come on. I don't stay up at night. Oh, what are we going to do at the church? We'll let Alex handle it. How about that? No, I have great people. I have Alex. You never have to wonder if Raj isn't sitting back there. He's out of town. And that don't happen hardly much at all. You know that? Yes or no? Let's thank the Lord for Roger back there. Come on, come on. Dina's fixing to have a big ladies' Bible study. What do you got, about 55? You got about 55. I don't want to micromanage you, do I? Plus, you wouldn't put up with it anyway, would you? <laughs> Alex takes care of all our administration work and our finances and things like that. Not me. I preach. I go around this town loving on people. That's what I do for a living, in case you're wondering. I reach a lot more people... At McDonald's, Home Depot, the hardware store, up and down my street in my Jeep. I'm riding yesterday in my wife's Jeep. I just wanted to get out and I'm driving, bought her this Jeep. We fixed it all up. This was probably a year or so ago. It's had a little bit of engine trouble, but we about got it worked out. And I'm just riding there last night through town and one after the other, hey, Pastor Gary, hey, that's my job. This is what I do. Amen. Loving on people. And I wasn't planning on saying all this, but I don't have a lot of stress here. Oh, we're building the terrace. That ain't stressing me out. If you don't give the money, we won't build it. How about that? 
But I got a feeling we're going to get it, don't you say? Yeah, we'll do just fine, won't we? Say. I'm not going to stress out. We're not going to guilt one another. I'm not going to spend my time guilting us into giving. I'm just not going to do that. Now, I could. The old Gary back in the day, boy, are you kidding me? I could have done it. But that's just not who I am. I'm married now for six years with Kim. Couldn't have married a sweeter, kinder, gentler, more loving woman. I don't know how I did it. She just got her haircut, a little sassy haircut. I like that. But the point is, as I've been sick, Kim actually went on a diet. I know y'all can't believe it, can you? She don't need it, does it? But you know what? She went on a little diet during my time of sickness because I could only eat liquids and things. But I know she did that because she loves me. And she sort of walked through that with me. So I'm not watching her eating pizza and cake and popcorn. And she said last night we were watching a movie. She said, I cannot wait till you can eat popcorn again. <laughs> but that's see what the Lord did me he did for me, you understand? Doesn't mean I don't have some stress. I do. But I'm not talking to you today as a guy who's full of stress and just going to just teach you from stress today. I'm going to preach this series that I'm coming up with as a guy who's wanting to help you. You understand? So we're going to learn the Bible and we're going to learn how these people dealt with stress. Okay? So I think, is that enough said? One other thing. I spent a lot of time also when I was down low, couldn't get up and do much. I started looking at my past. Now, what do I mean by that? My past where I went to church, where I got saved. Then my past where I went to college. I went to an independent Baptist university. Just know there is no more strict university on the planet. No more legalistic than the independent Baptist. Any independent Baptist in the house? Let me see your hand. Am I telling the truth? Okay? Telling the truth here. The fact is, so I started looking at my past. See, this isn't an independent Baptist church here. Though I got saved in an independent Baptist church, I went to school at independent Baptist colleges and Southern Baptist College. This is a non-denominational church. We don't major here on any legalism in any way, shape, or form. What do I mean? Ladies, I don't give a hoot if you wear a dress, if you wear shorts, if you wear pants. I just want you to wear something. Don't tell you how to dress. Fellas, if you got long hair, good. God bless you. I wish I had some. If you got tattoos, man, I'm not going to... We don't have checkers at the door, okay? Tell you what to cover. We're not doing that. We're not legalistic here. I tend to use the old King James Bible. That's the one I've been reading and memorizing my whole life. But my denomination taught that if you used anything else, you were basically wrong and a heathen. There's one pastor in our movement that actually burned other Bibles other than the King James. I got a feeling he's going to stand before the Lord and answer for it. Did you hear me or not? That's not who we are here. At Fellowship Church, we love Jesus Christ and we love people. Because that's what he told us to do. Amen. That's what he said do. But... Now, we believe God's Word is supreme. It's our supreme authority. I don't believe the Bible has errors in it. If you're here saying, well, I do, well, you can have your opinion. It's certainly not mine. 
I believe the scriptures. Otherwise, I'd quit and get another job. But the point is, is I started looking at my past. I started looking at universities, big churches. I'm talking about big ones that run 5, 10,000, 15,000. I started looking at them in the big cities across America. And so many of them are plagued with scandal. And then they've got grown children my age testifying about their parents who now are in heaven, these pastors, etc., in this movement. And now they're opening up about the secrets that they kept. Because when you're in a pastor's family, you learn to keep secrets. Because you can't tell other people's crap, and then you learn don't even tell your own. I was just shocked. I was really blown away. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with keeping secrets, guys. Listen, I'm not saying as a family, many times you keep secrets. You're not going to let all your children's dirty laundry out. Yes or no? Amen. And you're not going to let all your husband and wife's dirty. I understand that. I'm just saying it comes with a price tag. The more you hold in, the better chance you are at having some health problems. And a mess. Just contain it. Just control it. I'm going to y'all, but I'm not going to do this next week. I'm just getting it started today. So needless to say, I started thinking of secrets hmm, and the stress that comes with it. So a new series today called Secret Stress. Are you ready? All right. Y'all seem to be good. How y'all doing over here? You're alive? Good. Here we go. Cub Scouts, if you're sleeping, you'll be there in a minute. It's okay. Or you can learn this story of Hannah and you can answer some questions of your leaders later and they might give you a dollar. Could happen. Here we go. Secret stress. Let's go with it. The stress that comes from keeping secrets. Say that with me. Secret stress. The stress that comes from keeping secrets. Here we go. Now, don't forget, Jesus did tell his disciples and others that he healed, don't tell anybody, didn't he? The Bible talks about that uh, a friend covers for a friend. Nothing worse than a blabbermouth. Nothing worse than a gossip. Amen. So I'm not saying that keeping some secrets is not right, appropriate. But I hope you understand what I'm talking about. The stress that can come with mess in our life that we internalize. How do you deal with it? Okay? Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Now, occasionally I'm going to sit down because I get a little bit funky feeling. Here we go. Now, there was a certain man of Ramatham Zophim. I am so glad our town is called Inglewood. <laughs> of Mount Ephraim, his name was Elkanah. That's how we say it in the south. He was the son of Jeraham, or Jerob. I call, I'm going to call him Jeroham because it's easy. The son of Elihu, the son of Tohu. The son of Zuf. I like that. Zuf. An Ephrathite. So this man, our man's in the middle there. His name is Elkanah. Say Elkanah. One more time. One more time. Now we're going to learn. We're not here just to hang out. So this man was Elkanah. And this man had how many wives? Now I'm just going to tell you right now. I might not know much, but I've already found some stress. 
He didn't have one wife. He had two of them. Now, I'm going to say something to you. Different culture, different time. It was allowed. It's still nutty. I don't care what's allowed. It was crazy, goofy. Amen? Say, can I get an amen from the women? Come on. See, they agree with me. The name of the one wife was who? One more time. So he had two wives. And the next one's name, her name was Panana. Got it? What's her name? Hannah and who? Panana. I want you to say Panana five times because you're going to need to say it later. Here we go. Panana, 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 Panana. All right. Now, Panana had children. Man's got two wives. Crazy man, Elkanah. One was Hannah. One was Panana. Panana had children. We'll see later she had quite a few. Because she had sons and daughters. But Hannah had no what? Are you feeling the stress? Are you feeling some stress inside of that relationship already inside that family? Hannah had no children. I call this message today Hannah's desperation. She was a desperate woman in this marriage with this man, with this other woman who has a bunch of kids and she can't have a one. And that's what this story is about today in the scriptures. The man Elkanah, two wives, Hannah and Penina. There was a mess in this family. I think we've already established that. I think most secrets are kept to cover up family mess. Who said that I did? I think most secrets that we keep are to cover up family mess. Not all secrets. Sometimes there's secrets in our work. There's secrets if we own a company that we're keeping. And sometimes you do it and you think you're doing the right thing. It's not always evil to keep a secret. But I believe most secrets are somehow related to family. That's my opinion. Now, what was the difference? could have no children. Penina had several children, a bunch of kids. Hannah was especially loved, though, by her husband. Didn't mean he didn't love Penina, but he was especially loved by Elkanah. How do you know this? Because it's the Bible. We're studying the Bible today, right? And this man, Elkanah, went up out of his city every year to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh, as the custom was. Once a year, go to the temple and sacrifice. And that's where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, and the priests of the Lord, they were there. And when the time was come that Elkanah offered his sacrifice, he was going to do this. He gave to Penina, his wife, sacrifice. He gave to her what? Sons and daughters. That's a lot of children where I come from. Gave them portions as well. So they're going to sacrifice. So he's divvying out the sacrifices for everybody. But unto who? Say it with me. Hannah, he gave what? A worthy portion. The idea is he gave her seemingly a good bit more. 
probably to make up because all he's dibbying out over here to Penina and all her young'uns. He's giving her extra so she don't feel worse than she already feels. That's just common sense, right? Yes or no? But the Bible says he did that because he what, Hannah? He what? He loved Hannah. He especially loved Hannah. But the Lord had done what? He'd shut up her womb. The Lord had shut up her womb. Hannah could not have children. And seemingly, she couldn't have children because the Lord had not enabled her to have children. And I'm not a woman. It's my message. I'm not a woman, so I do not know the pain of not being able to bear a child or to have a child. I have no idea what that pain would be like. And I'm not going to get up here and act like I do. But I do know this, my little bit of experience... I've seen this very, 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 very hurtful for women who want a child and they can't have a child. They get desperate. They want a child so bad. And I don't think us fellows can relate to that whatsoever. A mother wanting to have, a woman wanting to be a mama, yes or no? And there's probably some here today or watching online or listening on radio. This is what Hannah was dealing with. But she was dealing with it at a different time. In this culture, not only could you have multiple wives, obviously, but also if you couldn't have children as a woman, you were second class. Really, you were deemed that something's wrong with you. God's not with you. God is cursing you. God's not going to bless you. Do you feel the stress or not? Say. So not only you got stress here in your family, you got stress because you can't have a child, but now... Your religious teaching teaches you, you must be a nothing. You're no good. Do you feel it mounting up in her life? Amen. Oh, amen. I thought you were talking to a child. You are, aren't you? I'm like your kid, ain't I? Now, let me talk to you about a little more stress. So here she can't have no young'uns. But read that with me. Hannah was especially despised by who? What's her name? Penina. You want your daughter, boy, I know. She was especially de- uh, despised by Penina. Hmm. Are you feeling the mess and the stress? Say. Let's see where it says that in the Bible. It goes on to say... And Hannah's adversary. Guess who that is? Penina. Also provoked her what? You can't get no clearer English from the King James in this right here. So calls Penina Hannah's what? Adversary. The Bible says we have an adversary, the who? The devil goes about as a roaring lion. That's strong language. So basically this woman was like a devil to Hannah. Are you hearing me? And Penina did what to Hannah? She what? Provoked her. But didn't just provoke her. Provoked her what? You couldn't provoke more than this woman did it. This is rough. It's bad enough. This man's got two wives. And she's got to put up with this anyway. And the one can have babies and she can't. And now. And then the, then the church basically is telling her you're. You're no good. You don't measure up. There must be something wrong with you in your life. You're not right with God. You know, that's what the charismatic movement tells a lot of people. Excuse me. 
They'll tell you you're not right with God if you got a disease. You're not praying enough. You ain't give enough. I call it bull. You get diseases because you're going to die. See if I'm right one day. I'd like everybody everywhere to be healed. But the bottom line is that still, even if you get that, you're still going to be in bad shape. You better get Jesus. That's who you better get. But the point is, they were doing it back in the day. If you're not, you know, the church, people telling her, you know, you must not be right with God. This woman is full of stress. This is my strong opinion here. I believe it. <laughs> so now this woman, Penina, is provoking her sore to make her what? Make her fret. Just another word is to stress her out. She's getting on every nerve Hannah's got. I wish Hannah would pop her upside the head. That's my opinion. But Hannah's better than I am. Made her fret. Why did she make her fret so much? Because the Lord had what? Can you see Penina acting spiritual? Can you see Penina taking the authority of the Word and using it over Hannah and making her feel like she's a piece of trash? She's not right with God? I don't want us to do that at this church. You have no authority when people come in here to make them feel like crap. You hear me, yes or no? The church is notorious for this. To make you feel bad. You know what, when you come here, I would like you to feel good. Now, when I preach, you might feel bad. But our goal here is to love you, amen? To love you, not to put you down to come across holier than thou. We're not. We're all sinners. Secrets, if we could climb in your closet, what might we find? That's not what God called us to be salt and light down here. Amen. But some people, yeah, but he called us to be fruit inspectors. That's because you fruity. He ain't called me to be no fruit inspector. He's called me to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. He's called me to be a blessing, to help people, to lift people. What about sinners? Absolutely. Boy, they need the gospel, don't they? They need lifting, yes or no? Amen. And, and that was all of us, yes or no? So Penina's acting all holier than thou. I don't like this woman. Tell you straight up, I don't like her. Penina. I want to tell you, if somebody jumps on you sometime and tells you you ain't measuring up, I want you to say this to them. Penina. Penina. Now, Cub Scouts, I'm going to say something to you. This could get you in trouble if you do what I just said. Especially don't ever do that to your parents or your teacher or nothing like that. And you right now. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, every time they're going to, to do this sacrifice at the temple, the Bible says Penina was in her ear provoking her. It's hard enough to get yourself out of bed to go to church, much less somebody like that coming with you. Amen. Let's keep looking. So Hannah was grieved and sick in her soul, obviously. We keep reading, therefore Hannah, say it with me, she what? She what? Wept and did not what? Now let's take a quick poll. How many of you in your life, honest, we're not playing games here, how many of you would say, I have been so stressed out in my life because of situations 
that happened or a situation that happened. I cried and I could not even eat. Let me see some hands. My hand's up. Couldn't even eat. Especially when people go through family crisis. That's my experience. I went through that crisis in my life. Hurt me so bad. They call it the divorce diet. That's what they call this thing. When you go through these kinds of things, the breakup of a family, it is so hard you can't even eat. And average people lose a ton of weight when they go through this. Amen? It's just stress. So Hannah's really stressed out. Then said Elkanah, her husband, her Hannah, why are you weeping? And here's a crazy husband. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't like him that much either. I'm sorry. Here's her husband. Guys, you want to be stupid? Do what this guy did. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to Hannah, why are you weeping? That's okay. I ain't going to sue him for that. Why you ain't eating? I think she said, are you blind? Why is your heart grieved? Can you not go to the other room? And then this last part was the kicker. Am I not better to you than ten sons? Here's the answer. No. You shouldn't have asked me. You hear me or not? He's trying, no, ain't he? Sometimes you just need fellows to do this. Hush. Kim, this is the pot calling the kettle black, ain't it? This is me giving advice and not doing it, ain't it? Keep looking. So we're seeing the stress. We got to keep moving, though. I got to fly now. I'm terrible. What's Hannah's name mean? Her name means grace or favor. Her name means grace or favor. Her name seems to mean the exact opposite of what she's experiencing. She doesn't seem to be experiencing the grace of God or the favor of God. So even that is stressful. My name is not even, I should have been called Ichabod. I should have been called something else. Hannah was barren on purpose. God did it. That's all you can say. The Lord had shut up her womb. The Lord had shut up her womb. Because of this, she became what? Desperate. And I want you to see what this desperation, this secret that she had inside of her family, all this stress that was mounting. She got desperate. And this is how I want to see us get a little help today, right as we get done. So Hannah rose up. Say rose up. Rose up. After they had eaten in shallow and after they had drunk, that doesn't mean they're drunken, that means they had a meal. Now Eli the priest sat on a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. Now Eli was like your big fancy preacher of a big church. This is who Eli is. He's sitting outside the door because it's his church. Can't you see him as the people come in? And he was a big fellow too, by the way. Won't he? So... She did what? What was the first thing we see that she did to deal with her stress? She did what? She what? She rose up. Guys, if you're stressed out, here's key number one. Just rise up a little bit. I'm not saying you got to get up and look at me. I'm super saint because you ain't. Jesus said if you'll have faith the size of a grain of what? Do a little bit. Make a little bit of movement toward the Lord. Just a little bit. Not a lot. In your depression, in your desperation, in your stress, instead of just internalizing it, go towards Him. Got it? Yes or no? 
So that's what she did. And she was in what? She was in what? Bitterness of what? You can't get more. That's a big word. Bitterness of soul is big. I mean, her, her gut was just wrenching with this pain, with the stress, with Penina as her adversary. And who knows, the fact that not being able to have a child was probably bigger than all of them. The thing was just killing her. Bitterness of soul. So then she what? What'd she do? She what? She prayed. And she wept. That's number two in your stress as we're working it out and seeing how I can get a little bit better. It's going to take a lot of messages to get us there, okay? This is just one. So Hannah rose up, made a little movement towards God. Number two, she what? And she wept. Now, this ain't a lay me down to sleep prayer. If you're going to deal with a hard crisis in your family and you're, you're stressed out, whatever life's causing, I don't know. But the bottom line is you don't need to be proper. Well, Holy Father, amen. Get real. Talk to him about the mess. Tell him how you feel. He's God. He can handle you. I don't want to offend him. You ain't going to offend him. We already offended him. We're all all sinners. That's why we don't deal with stress, because we have a hard time just getting real. That's why it's easier to keep a secret. I don't want to deal with it. Deal with it. Start talking to him. Cry. Look at the third thing. And Hannah vowed a vow. She made a commitment to the Lord. So we're seeing that she made movement toward the Lord. Now she's having conversation with the Lord. And she's weeping out of her inner inner soul to the Lord. And now we see her... Not making a deal with God. But she's just pouring out her heart to God. And she makes a covenant with God. She makes a commitment to the Lord. I like commitment. In my own stress that I went through, I chose to get remarried. And this pastor right here will tell you, in the independent Baptist church movement, if I would have chose to get remarried, even though I was the offended party, I would have been out of the ministry. Yes or no? The answer is yes. To me, that's sad. That's sad. And if people come up to me and say anything like that today, you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm looking right in their face and go, Penina. <laughs> that's crazy. Why did I get remarried? I got remarried out of a commitment to the Lord. I got remarried to Kim out of a commitment to the Lord. Because I didn't want to be catting around Inglewood with a bunch of women. My commitment to the Lord is above that. Did y'all hear what I just said? My commitment to the Lord, because I know Gary Clark. I'd be ruined. I like women. Got it? Say so I made a commitment to get remarried to Kim. Why? Because she matters. She has value. If I'm going to have a relationship with her, it needs to be a holy relationship in the Lord. You understand that, yes or no? Commitment in the middle of stress is a good thing. I wasn't unstressed when I met Kim and we married. I still had lots of stress. I still got some stress. But nothing like I used to have. She's a great stress reliever. You don't believe that either, do you? You think I'm lying like a storm up here today, don't you? Look at her. Amen. 
That's what Hannah did. I'm not trying to put myself with Hannah. I'm just trying to say these things, I've seen them work, guys. Make a move towards the Lord. Start praying and crying unto the Lord. And then commit your life unto the Lord. Commit your life unto the Lord. She vowed a vow, said, Lord of hosts, if you'll indeed look on the affliction of me, your handmaid, remember me. Don't forget me. It's okay. She's talking to the Lord about herself. But if you'll give unto your handmaid a man child, if you'll give me a boy, I'll give him back to you all the days of his life. She made a commitment to the Lord, didn't she? And there shall be no razor that will come upon his head. What does that mean? He's going to be special. He won't ever have a raise. He'll take a Nazarite vow. He's going to serve in the temple of the Lord. Won't drink any strong drink. Won't have anything to do with a dead body. He's going to be uh, separated unto the Lord. She made that commitment. Hmm. Well, how'd it go? She said, remember me. Hannah was willing to relinquish everything she was asking for. She wanted a child, but she said, I'll give him to you. Hannah was rebuked by the preacher. Look at this. Look at this. Don't think when you rise up, when you pray and weep, when you make a commitment to the Lord, that they won't be preachers or other so-called Christians that won't give you the riot act. This guy, look at him. It came to pass as Hannah prayed continually before the Lord that Eli, the priest, marked her mouth. That doesn't mean he had a sharpie pen. It means he watched her as she was praying. He's looking at her. I don't want to go to a church where people look at me all the time. I'm just telling you. Sizing you up one side down the other. I don't think we do that here. If you do that here, you need to quit it. Okay? Now, Hannah, she spoke in her heart. She's praying to the Lord. But only her lips are moving. Have you ever prayed where you're not saying the words out loud? Let me see some hands. I do it a lot. So that's what she's doing. She's... She's crying. And her voice wasn't heard. And Eli thought she was a drunk. Preachers can be stupid. Eli said, how long you been drinking, drunk woman? Put away your wine from you. Can you imagine? What's the point of that? Sometimes a church can add to your stress. Did you hear me? Let's take a quick poll. How many of you have been in a church that stressed you out? Let me see some hands. <laughs> she got two hands up. So here's poor old Hannah. She's trying to make some progress, and she gets stopped by the preacher. Hannah answered and said to the preacher, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I, I have not drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I've been pouring out my heart and my soul before the Lord. That's all I've been doing, sir. Count not me to be a daughter of Satan. Can you see how bad she felt? When we're trying to help people, they shouldn't leave thinking, He just called me the devil. Amen. Really, really hurtful. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken to the Lord. Amen. Hope you aren't going to sleep on me. It's about sleepy time, ain't it? Here we go. Hannah's desperation. So what happened? What happened? What'd she do? Keep looking. Hannah rested in the Lord. And that's, this is all part of the stress reliever, guys. So move, make a move towards the Lord. Cry and pray before the Lord. Did you get that one? 
What was point number three? Make a commitment and keep your commitment that you make before the Lord. I'm not saying some crazy vow. This was a woman that wanted her child. She was willing for him to serve the Lord. And she was, going to, she was just showing, I love you, Lord. I'm willing to do whatever with my child. It's not a bad thing. And the next thing is she rested. Isn't that what we want out of stress? Yes, it wouldn't it be nice to just get some sleep? How many have been so stressed out? You remember in your life, you couldn't even sleep. Let me see some hands. My hand's way up. Couldn't even sleep. How many had to take like a nighttime medicine to get to sleep and you still couldn't sleep? Let me see some hands. That's really bad. I've done that. Advil, PM, this stuff don't even work. Because I'm so stressed out. Then Eli answered and said, okay, doll, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition that you've asked of him. And she said, let your handmaid find grace in your sight. So the woman, Hannah, went her way. She ate now, and her countenance was no more what? Isn't that our goal? We're just talking about stress, secret stress, things that she kept in. So she went her way, believing God would answer her prayer. She ate because she was at peace. She lifted her countenance because it was now in whose hands? That's the beauty of letting the cat out of the bag. Letting that cat out of the bag. I ain't saying all cats are going to get out of the bag. But if some of them cats in your life, them old secret cats, if you can let them out of the bag and you can find some peace in your life, I think that's a good thing. Amen. And that's what Hannah did. Hannah's prayer was answered. What? They rose up in the morning early. They worshiped before the Lord. They returned. They came to the house uh, to Ramah. Elkanah knew his wife sexually. The Lord remembered her. What? Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about Hannah did what? She what? Conceived. She's having a baby. And she bare a son and she called his name Sammy. Samuel. Do we have any Sammys back there? Samuels back there? No Samuels? That is a good name. You know it's a good name, Sammy. I like the name Sammy. She named him Samuel. Why? Because I've asked him of the Lord. Amen? What a great story. Hannah honored her vow to God. What? Yes, she made a commitment. And she keeps her commitment. And the man Elkanah and all his house, they went up to offer unto the Lord their yearly sacrifice. Time's passing now. Another year. With his vow, but Hannah went not up. She said to Elkanah, she said, I'm not going to go up this year until the child is weaned. And then I'll bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there he can abide forever. And her husband said unto her, do what seems good. Tarry here until you've weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she had weaned him. Pretty clear, isn't it? And when she had weaned him, she took him up, little Sammy. With three bullocks, one after the flower, a bottle of wine, she brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. It's offering time, sacrifice time, and the child was young. And they slew a bullock and they brought the child to who? To the preacher that had jumped on her. Wow. And she said, Oh, my Lord, as thy soul lives, my Lord, I'm the woman that stood by you here. I'm that woman you thought was a drunk praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed. The Lord has given me my petition which I've asked of him. Therefore also I have... Now look what she says. I'm going to tell you what I've done, Mr. Preacher Man. I've lent him to the Lord. So she 
gave her child to be raised in the house of the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. How about that? Amen. Say. And he worshiped the Lord there. And Samuel, forget about it. He has his own big mark on, on the Word of God in history. Amen. So Hannah sang now. Isn't that what we want out of stress? Yes or no? When you're so stressed out, you can't even get words out. Sometimes curse words will fly out. But look at Hannah. She moved towards the Lord. She cried and prayed. She made a commitment to the Lord. Then she rested in the Lord. Then she received from the Lord. And now she's singing to the Lord. Amen? Boy, it sounds like we can learn. Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. What's her name? Panina. And everybody else had told her she wasn't right with God. I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. And i got to quit. I'm out of time. By the way, don't feel sorry for Hannah. She had how many more young'uns? Let's quit right there, Raj. I know there's more. But I think that's enough today. Enough on me. I think you're about to die. We have communion. Did we learn anything today from the Scriptures? How to deal with stress. Next week, Jerry Sally will be here. I'm going to look at the man Peter. And I'm going to say something next week that will probably, maybe you've not thought of. Because this man had some serious stress. And we'll check that out next week. And what can we do to learn from him? It's Valentine's week this week. And so I've got a message that will have a little bit of something to do with love next weekend. Amen. But anyway, I think we learned today. Let's praise the Lord for his word. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Boom. Amen. Come on.